0: This is Caregiver's Compass, an uplifting podcast all about the ins and outs of caregiving for a loved one. Tips, tricks, true stories, and experts, it's all here on Caregiver's Compass. I am very excited to announce that for a very limited time, I will be offering one hour Free consultation calls if you have been interested in booking therapy with me or seeing what one on one private therapy might look like with me. It is available to you right now for a very limited time. Please go to our website www.compassionandcaregiving.com and click on book a free consultation call to book your one hour session. These are going really quickly and I really want everybody to take advantage of this opportunity so that you can get to know more about what I do and we can see if we are a good fit. I only have two private therapy spots left, so feel free to book as soon as possible and I'm really looking forward to speaking to all of you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Caregiver's Compass. I'm your host Stephanie Muscat, social worker and therapist. Please note that this podcast is not the act of psychotherapy. Today I wanted to talk about guilt and everything to do with guilt and caregiving. Being a caregiver can come with all sorts of feelings and emotions and guilt is a huge one that I see a lot and also one that I've experienced myself as a caregiver. So I've come up with four different examples of ways that you could feel guilt during caregiving and I'm also going to share the definition of guilt because guilt can often be confused with shame. So the Cambridge Dictionary defines guilt as a feeling of worry or unhappiness that you have because you've done something wrong, such as causing harm to another person. So that is really the essence of guilt. It is a feeling that you have done something wrong, and it can be associated with many different feelings in your body like your stomach is turning around, or elevated heart rate, anxiety, stress, all of the tension feelings, clenched jaw, that can all come with feelings of guilt. And there are a few different reasons as to why someone may feel guilt in caregiving. Some of the most common examples are Guilt of creating boundaries with family members or loved ones. And I'm going to go into more detail about all of these different aspects of guilt in just a second. There's also the possibility of feeling guilt for not being around for your loved one at all times. Guilt of asking others for help when it comes to your caring. And guilt for caring for yourself. And giving yourself time. So, I'm gonna go through each of these, give a little example of what this may look like, and then I'm gonna talk a little bit about how we can start to work on our feelings of guilt. Because again, guilt is a feeling, it can be an emotion, it's something that we feel in our body, but it's not something that we have to feel. And there are different ways that we can start working through feelings of guilt and changing those feelings into something different. So in terms of guilt for creating boundaries, in the beginning of caregiving, it can be extremely common to do everything. It can be kind of like you get this rush of adrenaline and you're ready to go and, you know, give everything that you have to me. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to be hands-on I'm going to give all my energy and all my care. And I love this person that I'm caring for. And, you know, it's new and you've not really hit that point of fatigue and burnout yet. So you go and you go and you go and you go and sooner or later, you hit this wall where you can't do it anymore. And so a lot of time in therapy, we'll talk about creating boundaries. And boundaries can look different for every single person, depending on each situation. But it can be extremely common if you haven't created boundaries in the past to start feeling extreme guilt of making these boundaries. So boundaries can look like, for example, if you've been getting tons and tons of calls from different loved ones asking you, you know, to help with the family member or go to the grocery store or make meals or help clean the house or, you know, the list can go on and on. All of a sudden, you're setting a limit and saying, you know what, between the hours of three and four, I'm not available, or I am no longer going to be the one in this family that goes to the store. So I can do one thing, but I'm not going to do everything. And so with that comes a great sense of feeling like you're doing something wrong, especially because you've been that person who has taken on that role for such a long time And it is very possible that depending on the family dynamic and the situation, that those around you can make you have feelings of guilt. So they can call you, tell you that you should be doing certain things, tell you that, you know, you don't have the right to let these things go, which can just create more and more horrible feelings. And these feelings can intrude in your daily life, in your sleeping, and your overall work. And it can lead to a whole host of other mental health conditions and mental health issues if it is significant guilt because that can pile on and prevent you from creating and taking the necessary steps to take care of yourself and your self-care. Next example of guilt is Guilt for not being around your loved one all the time. And this, again, is super common. So there are several ways that this can present itself. One way can be that you are the primary individual that is with your loved one all the time. And, you know, that's just not realistic in the long term. And so you have to either go back to work, After a certain period of time, or you have to share the responsibilities with somebody else for your loved one, or you are going on a vacation, you're taking some time off, and that can lead to significant guilt, worrying, what if something happens and I'm not there? What if the person that's caring for my loved one doesn't do as good of a job as I would do? And... You know, what if something horrendous happens? And then if something does happen, which sometimes it does, which has absolutely nothing to do with, you know, you not being there 100% of the time, it can lead to guilt of, oh my gosh, if I was there, this wouldn't have happened. I shouldn't have left. I can't leave. Feelings like that. The other way this can present itself is if you cannot be around a lot of the time. If you live in another location than your loved one does, if they are being cared for in a nursing home, for example, or by other individuals, you may feel significant guilt that you cannot be present for whatever reason. And this can take over your life, this can impact relationships, this can really be a hindrance Into a lot that is happening in your day to day in terms of trying to maintain relationships and connections with those around you, especially if you have other people who are angry that you are not there, which again perpetuates the guilt. The third way that you may experience guilt is the guilt of asking for help. So We can't do all of this day in and day out by ourselves. It is impossible. And usually we notice after a long period of time and a significant amount of stress that it is not possible. And it's actually a sign of strength to ask for help because it shows that you recognize that you need to care for yourself and you are strong enough to see that you have to care for yourself. And so, a lot of people feel guilty, A, asking other people for help because then you are bringing somebody else in for caring that, you know, may not have to do this otherwise. And you're worried that you are impacting their daily life. You're adding stress on this other person now. You feel terrible that you're impacting them in some way. And let me tell you, oftentimes, The person that you're asking for help doesn't feel any of these things. It's in your own mind, in your own body, but yet yourself and you are telling yourself somehow, in some subconscious way almost, it comes up that you are feeling horrible for asking someone else for help. Or it could be that you're guilty for paying for help because you're using financial means that you wanted to distribute in other ways. Let's say you have children and you wanted to buy them something extra special for their birthday, but now you're really needing to take some of that money to put it towards caring for your loved one. That can come with a lot of feelings of guilt as well that you're not able to give as fancy as a gift to your child that you would have wanted to. And then the last example of guilt that I wanted to talk about today is the guilt of caring for yourself and really feeling bad for taking that time to care for you and putting aside your tasks and everything that you need to do for your loved one, surrounding your loved one, to be there for yourself. And it can manifest where when you are taking that time for yourself, whether it be reading a book, taking a bath, going for a walk, you have these constant feelings that you are doing something wrong, that you should be there, that... Really, you shouldn't be engaging in these things because the other person needs you and it can really impact your self care and your time alone. And a lot of my clients will say to me, Sure, I can engage in self care. I can find someone to help care for my loved one. But the self care never works because I'm constantly just thinking about how bad I feel and I'm constantly worried. And so, really, I'm paying someone and it's a waste of money because the time that I'm taking, I'm not even really benefiting from. And so that guilt then impacts how you are able to care for yourself and able to continue as a caregiver. Because as I've said before, if you can't care for yourself and give yourself that time, it's really difficult to continue on and be that caregiver, have energy, support, and be able to wear all of the different hats in your life. So now let's start to uncover how we can manage feelings of guilt. Feelings of guilt are complicated because they can be very subconscious and come from underlying sources that you may not be aware of. I I am a psychodynamic therapist, so I do look a lot at childhood, a lot at the entire growth and development of an individual and how they've been raised in their family as well. So if you were raised by a parent or a guardian or around somebody who constantly made you feel bad for taking time for yourself or being yourself or... Just saying no to things when either you just couldn't handle it or you had to manage something else, if that was repetitively ingrained in you to feel bad for doing those things, then feelings of guilt can pop up automatically. That makes sense because you've been primed to have these emotions so that then you would not take care of yourself, do things for yourself. You've been primed to just be there and do whatever that other parent or guardian wanted you to do. So in some cases of guilt, it is very deep within you. It is very subconscious. And so really what needs to be done is you need to start working with a professional to try and uncover where the guilt comes from and work through that overall feeling From a very young age, guilt doesn't always stem from childhood. It can come from certain personality types. It can present itself if you are particularly anxious or someone who tends to worry a lot. And really, it's, it's a thought. It's a thought that pops up in our mind that really bothers us. And because it bothers us, we tend to fixate on it. And because we fixate on it, it's a cycle. Whereas, you know, if you think about all the thoughts we have in our daily life, Most of them we don't realize. We have thoughts all the time. But it's when it's particularly impacting us and we put emotion in it and we put emphasis on it, it sticks and it really can bother us. And the way that we can manage that guilt and those uncomfortable feelings is that we can often just avoid situations that cause those feelings altogether. But there are other ways to manage that. And one of those can include sitting in the moment with that thought and just letting it be and watching it ride over us like a wave and just recognizing that all it is is a thought, writing it on a piece of paper and recognizing again, it's just a thought. And it really is the emotion that we attach to that thought that gives it that meaning. But again, if it does stem from something deeper then there can be so much emotion associated that we have to work with a professional to get through those feelings and really start to try and channel those feelings into something else and learn how to navigate those feelings. We have to have a lot of self-compassion when it comes to guilt and understanding that it's okay to feel this way and we don't have to feel this way. And that's a big part of working through it. But it's important to know, again, that guilt is extremely common and it's normal depending on your situation. And there are so many different scenarios and so many different examples of guilt and why you might be feeling guilt. And we do actually have a private Facebook community where we can share these emotions in a private and confidential manner relating to other people who may be feeling similarly. And so just so you know, you're always welcome to go on there. It's free. You can share. You can be part of the community. But I just wanted to put that out there because guilt is one of those things that often can come with embarrassment and it can be accompanied by shame. And so a lot of times just talking about it and letting it out is helpful. And starting in a free space with other people who understand is an excellent first step. So definitely take advantage of that Facebook group if you haven't checked it out already. We'll have it in the show notes. I hope that you found today's episode helpful. I hope that it showed you different ways that other people in similar situations can feel similar feelings to you and or to someone that you know. And it's okay, you're not alone. And most importantly, there are ways to manage it. For more information on services I provide or for more information and additional resources, please check out our website, www.compassionandcaregiving.com. You can always find us on our Instagram. We post a lot of other caregiver stories anonymously. We share tips, tricks, quotes, and we always have some really interesting topics and forums and webinars going on. So feel free to join us on there and let us know that you like this. Please subscribe, please follow, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Caregiver's Compass. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. I'm Stephanie Muscat. Have an uplifting day and I'll see you next time.